Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are three friends who love to laugh and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. So hello, friends. Welcome to the It's a Good Day Podcast. I'm Delight, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Wendy and August. Hello. Hey, guys. (laughs) Today, we have the pleasure of having Mrs. Heather Jennings with us. We are pretty excited about that, Heather, to have you here. And um, let's just start out by having you tell us a little bit about you. Okay. My name is Heather Jennings. I am 50 years old. I'm wife to Andy. We've been married for 26 years going on 27 this year. Um, We have six children. Four of our children are out of the house. Um, And we have two children still at home um, and a foster daughter who we've had since last March, um, who I will call Elle. And um, she's almost six. So we have Evan and Emily Our oldest son is going to be 25 this year. They live in Rhode Island, and they have Reese, who's almost three, and they're expecting baby girl this month, soon. That's exciting. Yep. So we're very excited about that. Very proud of them. Um, Matt and Liz are married. Our daughter Elizabeth is married to Matt Zare, your cousin. Mm-hmm. And um, they have Hazel, who is almost two, and they are expecting baby boys there in March. So we will go from two grandchildren to this year four. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very excited about that. And Lizzie was on our podcast, and her episode was episode 33. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to that, that would be cool. I'm her mom and we have Paul who is 20 he's a student at Kent State University out in Ohio and he is a uh, aspiring pilot um just was in Alaska actually this weekend I don't know if you guys knew that but he lucky surprised him us. one of my favorite places in the world he's literally. so funny he loves to surprise us he facetimes me and I'm like where are you and I'm thinking is that Montana because it was really <laughs> snowy and it looked like he was looking over water and I was like, where are you? And he said, Alaska. Like, oh, okay. Paul likes to surprise us. He likes to, <laughs> yeah. Be somewhere yeah. you don't expect yep. him to be. Yep. He likes to fly by the seat of his pants and uh, let us know after the fact. Has he ever come home and surprised you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's funny. not Paul's kind of surprise, apparently. <laughs> Surprise, mom! I'm in Alaska. <laughs> I'm not home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still very far away. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Paul's doing well. Um, Sally is 18, and she's down in Syracuse dancing as a trainee with Light of the World Ballet, and um, she comes home most weekends. And then we have Jane, who is um, almost 16, and she is a sophomore at Lowville School which is fun because she's our first child to go to public school. The rest of our children were homeschooled, and um, Phoebe is probably going to follow in her footsteps 
by um, entering Lauville next year because she's tired of being home alone. <laughs> and Phoebe is here with us today. Yes, because yeah. she's the number one fan. Right, Phoebe? <laughs> <laughs> and Elle is almost six, and she is in kindergarten at Lauville. So um, that's our family. Love it. I say love it a lot. Did she... Um, did you did you say anything about like what you do or what your husband does or anything like that in your introduction? I didn't. I missed it. If you did, no, I didn't. I can say that. <coughs> um, Andy and I have been self-employed for the last ten years, and before that we were also, but we had some brief employment. He worked at the windmills for a few years, um, in there, and um, well, we moved here. 20 years ago this to year. this area yeah okay we we moved to lewis county 20 years ago from eastern california we were this is kind of a fun story i'll tell yes. this because this is sort of this seems to be the way that the lord leads us in life not yeah. everybody does life this way but it seems to be the way he leads us or maybe it is the way we are and he works he works with us <laughs> yeah don't take that right now honey um, so we were, we were working, um, and living out at Deep Springs College, which is a small, very unusual liberal arts school in Eastern California. At the time it was all males. Now they're co-ed, but they had 24 students and they admitted 12 students a year. And my husband was a student there for his first two years of college. And then he transferred to Cornell, which is where we met in 1991. And then in 1993, we graduated. He got hired at Deep Springs as their <coughs> farm manager. Oof. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. You can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, and where was he I? He got hired. He got hired. He got hired at Deep Springs as the farm manager. And we, he moved out there and started working right after graduation in June and then I was home in New Jersey where my family was at the time and we got married in October of 1993 and then I moved out there and joined him as um, the farmer's wife basically. <laughs> um, Andy was not a farmer's kid. He didn't grow up on a farm or anything like that but he developed a love for agriculture and partly because of being a student at Deep Springs and he really wanted to farm so we started out there we we worked there for seven years and then we um decided we wanted to find a community to farm to get a farm to farm with whatever I don't know we were looking in the Finger Lakes which is where Cornell is over in Ithaca and we thought maybe we would find people that were farming the way we were interested in farming we actually put an ad out in a journal called the small small farmers journal which is an old-fashioned brown paper publication that has it's black and white inside and it's all sketches of different methods of farming and all this stuff incidentally Sean Harney has a whole collection of them as well it's like th those two love the same kind of like farming stuff you don't have to put that in the podcast but you know just <laughs> isn't um, it interesting how much like just that it's changed in how many however many years that was like 20 years just like now you would 
put it out on Facebook probably and hope that, (laughs) you know, hope that something came. But like even just 20 years ago, that was a way to do it. Yep. Which I don't know if that's still being published. It might be, but still there's other ways to now. Right. I mean, back then you answered an ad. Yeah. Through the mail. Right. So um, that reminds me, too, that back at that time, somehow I think someone got a hold of his ad in that journal. A woman did. And she put me in a circle letter. So there were like 10 or 12 women from all over the country, farmers' wives. And we would write a letter and then you'd put it in the package. And you'd every six months or so, I would get this manila envelope with 10 new letters in it and you'd read all the letters and then you'd take your old letter out and you'd up you know write a whole update about what your family was doing and you put it back in the envelope and that went on for years I mean it eventually sort of dwindled but I mean at that time probably is when when um you know email started to become a thing and Mm -hmm. all that so it became a little bit obsolete but yeah I think about those letters that we wrote and like oh my goodness that was so funny that was like the 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 um primitive version of Mm -hmm. a Facebook chat group or whatever you know just whatever so funny yeah so anyway we we were we were contacted actually Andy's ad went like this like we're a young Christian family and we're looking for a community to uh, begin our life to farm to you know use I don't remember what he would have said but something like low uh, what's the word I can't think of it right now I'm having a, a moment what is it called when you're you're farming without a lot of um, technology it's like low-tech um, sort of primitive farming, like horse p- power farming, what the Amish do. Is there a word for it? I have no idea. You're not asking the right girl here. Yeah, there, I'm sure there is a word, but like I... Like kind of low low input sustainable farming or whatever. Um, yeah. I can't think of it. There is a word for it. It'll come to you all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, it'll probably right. come to me. But anyway, he, he put out an ad, and we had this guy answer our ad, and he lived, of all places, in Dundee, New York. He, he wrote us back and said, said, so you want to farm like the Amish? Well, you need to know that the Amish are actually like this and actually like that. And he had some sort of negative things to say about the Amish community. And maybe he had experience that they're very close, that they don't welcome you. If you come along and you're like, hey, we want to farm like you. you. You know what I mean? They're they're like, okay, well, you do you because we take care of our own people. Mm-hmm. It's what he wanted us to know about them. Not that they were like bad or dishonest, but that they were not welcoming to non-Amish he said, however, I would love to have you to come and be my neighbor, and I would love to cooperate with you and farm uh, the way that you want to. I farm with oxen, and he had, oh gosh, a business of doing like this old-fashioned tin-type photography. Do you know what I mean? Like the old, old, original wow. photography. And he, people would book sessions. They still, I mean, you can still go over there and do it. You can have an old-fashioned photograph developed the old way on tin I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Anyway, he's still there, but he lived in a cabin, no electricity. I mean, just total homesteader. Yeah. And we went and we visited him and there was a farm across the way that was for sale and he wanted us to buy that farm and come and be his neighbor and like cooperate and do life together. He was some kind of a Christian, but not um, probably really like minded with us either was really critical of the Mennonites and just like they weren't hardcore enough for him I guess anyone that had electricity or running water was too 
Okay. You know, <laughs> too modern for him, uh, too soft. Mm. So anyway, we went, we saw him, we were like, okay, yeah, well, sounds good. Let's buy the farm. And that farm, the people that owned it, I mean, it was like dirt cheap, like 70 acres or something like that for $40,000. It was, you know, a really great deal. We, d- we were like, okay, we had saved money. We were ready to just plunk down money and buy something. And they backed off and wouldn't sell it to us. Praise the Lord. After they had said they would, and we had a lawyer that we had retained to do it. And then after they were like, no, we don't think we want to. Then the lawyer was like, oh, by the way, I'm retiring now. And I don't think I'm going to take care of you anymore. Like we had some other possibilities and he kind of backed out Interesting. Too. And then finally we had one, uh, another place that we tried to buy a cute little place complete with 12 a 12 cow dairy like they were hand milking and um you know the whole thing and we agreed on a price they were christians we were like you know it was a handshake we were like yeah we will buy your place and he we hadn't heard from him in a while we came over to shimo where my grandmother's place is and we were waiting for them to let us know when to come and help with the second cutting and start help them move out and we would move in and they were like yeah we changed our minds we're not leaving mm. and so we at that point were just like okay god what did you have in mind like we are here with three little babies with no job with nowhere to live uh like hanging out at my grandmom's house which she wasn't really thrilled with having us descend <laughs> upon her cottage we had our big truck and our camper and our big trail painted trailer remember that <laughs> yes <laughs> do you still have that Mm-mm. i have pictures of it <laughs> it was funny but what was painted on it it was the students at deep springs had painted themselves on our trailer we had this big box trailer and it was 24 monks there were monks on 12 on each side of the trailer and it was really well done like the guy that did it is a total artist and th- each face actually looked like the the guy who was there. They, it was just the weirdest trailer. When we were driving across the country, like imagine us driving through like Iowa. People were like, who's that? But oh my gosh, it was so funny. So we we ended up here. And of all things, one of our students, one of the guys who was painted on the trailer, who had no idea that we were in the area was stationed at Fort Drum, happened to drive by. The trailer was at your parents' house, Delight, on Route 12. He saw the trailer, and he, like, tried to find a way. He somehow got in contact with us. Wow. This is before cell phones. But he somehow tracked us down, like, where are you? I think I might be in the area where you live. I saw the, I saw the trailer. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. And that connected us with Clark, and he ended up coming to Rama for a while. I don't know if you even remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. But he, yeah, it was just... It was funny. That trailer, you know, yeah, you noticed it yep. if you went by. Hmm. So anyway, we we didn't know where to go. The Lord connected us with um, actually with Lewis County through a friend of my grandmom's that sold real estate in Watertown who connected us with Ellen Chamberlain, who connected us with Sean Harney, who invited us to Rama, which we came and, and visited one Sunday and Penn Clark was speaking on worship, and I remember just c- coming to church. You were probably all three there. Oh yeah, I remember it. You were like, like it was yesterday. You were like, it's eight so weird. I was very young, but I remember little. Paul running up and down the aisles, 
Yeah. He was a one. one year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just one. I remember that day so well. I don't know why. It's so weird. So fun. Just destiny. You yeah. Know, the Lord, when he like shaft of light shining down from heaven. Yeah. Like, this is I remember where I was sitting. It like, was. It was. It was the Lord. It really was. I could not stop crying the whole time. As soon as we walked in, I was just so like desperate, like, God, what are we supposed to do? Like, I was so sick of being on the road with three little babies living in a camper. We'd given up like a really good job with benefits and all that stuff. Like we did not know we were where we were going. Like you think about it now, like when my son did this, when he gave up a good job before he had another job, I was like, what are you doing? Like, oh God, help him. I'm like, he's just doing what we did. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So the rest is history. We ended up buying a farm in Lions Falls. We milked cows for a few years, and then we bought the place we have now, and we've done a number of different things um, there for a living, including uh, raising lots of puppies and taking care of some rental properties that we've gotten over the years. And now we're in another transition, waiting to see what God has for us. Our farms are on the market. Yep. So, So 20 years later you know, sitting in, like you're saying, a similar position of, okay, God, what, what's next? Does it feel, is it easier than it was then? Or yeah, I guess I don't have to always give an or. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good question. Delight. You know, I, I am, I'm still in this flesh and I'm still me. So I have my moments when I'm still, you know, I have my freak outs when I'm, you know, not trusting the Lord. But I think that he's been so faithful over the years. He has never let us down, ever, even through the hard times. He's been faithful. And so I know that he is leading us, even though yeah. I don't know where we're going. Yeah, I don't love it. Like, yeah, I mean, it is not my first choice. I would love to you know, be in a place that was, that felt a little more stable. Like, you know, to me, sometimes, you know, the regular job, the regular paycheck, the career path, all that stuff sounds really great to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I know that that also comes at a price. And that price is, you know, your freedom, your time, which Andy has always been able to be home, which has been really important for our family. The Lord knew that, that we needed dad home. And the fact that my kids are all not perfect, but all serving the Lord is such a blessing, such Mm -hmm. a blessing to me. And like, I, I really think that that was one of the things that the Lord did in having Andy home and Mm -hmm. in calling us to homeschooling was we grew up through that process Mm -hmm. and we were able to keep our children's hearts, which that's not the only way for everyone all the time. And I know, I mean, even now, you know, my daughter is in school and we feel great about that Yep. now. But um, yeah, it was just what God had for us. Yeah, I, just, I love the thought of the, just the moment by moment, day by day, being led by God, you know, because it, it's not just a, here's, this is what you do and then I'll talk to you in 25 years. You know, like it's a, it's a constant thing. It's needing to every day 
go back to him and say, okay, you know, what am I, what do I do now? And not that we do that perfectly, but there's, there's a richness in needing him in Mm -hmm. needing to follow what he's saying. Cause we can't always see what's ahead. We most, we quite often can't see what's ahead, right? right. you know, but we, but just that knowledge that we can trust him that he did it before and he'll do it again and whatever. That's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Thinking about, you know, just planning like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And, um, and this many years, this is what my life is going to look like. And we're still going to be in the same house or this or that. And like, a lot of times that doesn't, it doesn't happen. And it, so I think it's good to just live every day and not say, well, this is what's going to happen in 20 years because it's probably not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like I remember you say, you know, like a long time ago, I never thought you guys would have sell, sold your farm. You know, like I remember just conversations that we had a long time ago and, and now like, look, like the Lord is leading you. Like, it's just cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I think going into, you know, we're hoping to buy a house soon and just thinking about in my head, it's like, oh yeah, we'll live there for probably like 25, 30 years, maybe longer, but like we might not, maybe we're going to live there for three and then we're going to move to Africa. I have no idea. So I'm trying to, to think like, yes, this may be our forever home, but also probably isn't going to be because it most likely won't be because God just changes things and does things differently than we think it's going to be. Yeah. I really like Heather, the part in your story, when you were looking for what you were going to do next, when you were looking, when you put out that ad and you were the different places you were thinking of buying, like, I love love the fact that God like can be trusted and you, we can look now and see it. Mm -hmm. You ended up just where you should be you know, like it, mm-hmm. it seems that that's, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But in that moment on that day when you were going to buy this farm and they changed their mind, mm-hmm. I'm sure that it felt very oh, yeah. confusing and maybe even a little hopeless. Or like you said, I'm sick of li- being in limbo and I have three little kids and right. what about this? But yet we can look back and see, obviously God was in that. And sometimes he uses a no or a this isn't yet or those kind of things actually for our for our good and I think there's a key in trusting like I think we all would like to get to the point where we trust right away in that okay it's a no but that's okay right right it seems like the waiting maybe necessarily wouldn't get easier but the more we go through and we see God's faithfulness like we have that to look back yeah. On. Mm-hmm. And like that makes maybe the waiting mm-hmm. like different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Sometimes I, I talk to the Lord about my story. Like mm-hmm. when I'm in a place of mm-hmm. like, Lord, what, like what happened? Where are you? And then mm-hmm. I like, wait a minute. You were, th- you did this, mm-hmm. you did this you were here, you know, in this moment and this and this and this, and I can encourage myself with my own story, with my own testimony, Mm -hmm. you know, just Mm -hmm. like, you know, just like he does in the Bible. Like he gives us all those stories to show us how he, how he is so faithful to lead and to rescue and like really to make a way when there does not seem to be any way out, like no way 
and then he makes a way. And so we really, you know, I, I, I'm learning, I guess. I don't feel like I've arrived in this. My husband can tell you I definitely have not arrived in this. <laughs> but I am learning to, to expect the unexpected, to wait for the supernatural answer mm. that only God could do. And I think that it really honors him when we, when we do come to that place of trusting his heart. Like, like as a mom, I think, you know, Wendy, you have older children, so you can kind of relate to this a little bit too. But, you know, when they, when they just trust you, when, when they're not like, you know, trying to, trying to manipulate you or get something out of you, but they're just, they just trust you. They know that you love them. Mm -hmm. It just, it's so, it so blesses your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that a little bit with my foster daughter. Like, oh, I just want her to trust us. Mm. I just want her to, to know that we're for her. And she doesn't know that yet because, you know, she's, she's been through a lot and she hasn't known us in that way. And so she, her method is a lot like me when I'm kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's like badger, 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 badger. <laughs> God, 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 God. You know what I mean? And really he's like, be still mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. that I'm God. I yep. got this. I'm really, I'm, I really love you. I'm mm-hmm. really faithful to you. And so, yeah, that's, that was saying it in a lot of words, but he is faithful. He loves us. He can be trusted. Yeah. I love how you said that. Like our, um, part of our family theme this year is to be expectant. And I don't know if I ever thought of that perspective of like, just trusting that he loves us like and that is part of being expectant like I think I thought of like how we meant it when it was our family theme at the time is to be expectant that that God is um going to use our everyday like waking up and being like okay I know God is gonna is going to use me in some way today and just in being expectant in that way but how how you said like just being expectant as like just like our children trust us like can we trust God in that way Mm -hmm. like see things happening and just yeah being that kind of I don't know how you said that was Mm -hmm. was a different perspective on that on being expectant Mm -hmm. I like that that's good I think it's really cool just all of the parallels to parenting and like our relationship with our kids and our relationship with the Lord. And I just think it's really cool that he gave us that mm-hmm. because I've noticed a lot more too, just being a parent and just seeing all the things like just, yeah, they trust you. And yeah, like if we can do that with God, just the same way that our little two year old does with us when we're walking across the street and all we have to do is hold their hand and they just know that they're safe and that they're good and a car is not going to hit them because I'm protecting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know that Jay Thomas song? You know Jay Thomas. Yes, I love him. Mm-hmm. And he, I think it's just like a spontaneous worship song. But he says, "Before you were creator, you were a father," mm. and that is God's nature. He's a father, and there's so much in that. There's just so much in his fathering us. Um, yeah, and and all the all the distress that we 
undergo when we choose to live as an orphan mm. instead of as a daughter or a son. Mm-hmm. You know, to really know we're his, we're we're in his family. Yeah. He's taking care of us. Yep. And he's a good father. He would never drop the ball. Yep. We sometimes do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But he would never drop the ball. So yeah, hmm. it's a cool revelation. Mm-hmm. I would love if you would share another another testimony in your life um just about when you bought your lake house and Mm. that journey i think there's a lot of things that i know that god taught you Mm -hmm. within that and Mm -hmm. ways of the unexpected or looking like the impossible but then happening yeah yeah well you know the the town where i i talked about where we ended up when we moved out east when our farm deal in Dundee fell through and we ended up staying at my grandmom's cottage um, with her. We didn't know that. Well, I mean, I've been going to that town my whole life in the okay. summertime. Even when my parents lived all the way out in South Dakota, we drove the wow. station wagon all the way to upstate New York and spent weeks of our summer in Chamo, Wow, which is right up here. Um, and actually my parents are living over there full time now. They're, they're winterizing the place over there that they have and, um, planning to live there year round. But, um, yeah, so, so we, Andy and I, with our large family, couldn't really spend, um, much time at the cottage that my grandmother had and that ended up coming to my parents because they're just, it's small and I have siblings that also wanted to be there and it was just kind of like well we lived close enough that we could always just go home if we spent the day there whatever and so anyway Andy and I we would look for a place on the lake it's our hobby anyway we love to look at real estate we love to see what's for sale we love to dream everywhere we go we took a family vacation up in Maine on an island where Andy's family had moved when they uh when they came to the United States from England, I believe it was, they they settled on Vinyl Haven Island off the coast of Maine. And so we had a family reunion there when Matt and Lizzie were first married. It's five years ago. And um, Andy and I would sneak off on this island in Maine and look at foreclosure <laughs> real I love estate. It. Like, really? We're going to we're gonna buy a foreclosure <laughs> on Vinyl Haven Island and drive up there? Hey. <laughs> but that's our idea of a good time, or at least it was back then. Maybe you drove true. from California to New York with <laughs> a trailer covered in monks. I mean, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. I love it. We just, yeah, and we did it kind of sneaky, too. Like, we didn't want his family to know that that's what we were doing. Because <laughs> we're just funny like that. Like, oh, we don't want everyone to know. We're goofy. But, um, so we, we would take bike rides and look all over and we found a place um over on point peninsula that was a a foreclosure type of place and it was a a good waterfront but the house was just a dump and this is back in shimo now Mm -hmm. not maine right okay sorry yeah Yeah, we're back in shimo again (laughs) and this is one of the times when andy and i once again sort of sneaky we're like mom and dad would you mind like watching the kids we're just gonna go out take a little bike ride (laughs) and we'd ride over and you know check out real estate (laughs) So anyway, we we were looking at places, and we had a moment of clarity. After that place, um, we didn't hear back from the guy who was selling it, and we were just, we looked at each other. We're like, what are we thinking? We are, you know, in our late 40s. We're grandparents. 
are we going to spend the next 20 years of our life working on some fixer-upper on the lake? Like, no. We, w- we had bought up a place up in Potsdam when Evan was a student up there, and the amount of work that it took and just the amount of time that it took, and it, it was hard on our marriage, and we just were like, no, we're just not doing that again. We had a moment of clarity, and we were like, we're not doing it. So we just started to dream then. We started to get on um, the real estate, what is it, mm-hmm. MLS? MLS? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And d- look at the million-dollar places. We were like, let's just, like, what if, like, God could give us enough money to buy a million-dollar lake house? Why not us, right? We, we started to get into that, more of that expectancy, more of that, like, hey, we can dream. We're, we're children of God. Why not us? Right. Instead of like, well, we could scrape together 50,000 and buy a, you know, dilapidated, you know, place, whatever. So we, anyway, we started looking at different places and it was during that time when we were kind of dreaming that we went out to ice cream one night over at, um, the town Shamo where, where the lake place is. And we were standing in line waiting to get an ice cream. And there was this cute elderly couple right in front of us in line. And we just started chatting with them the way we do and asking each other questions. And we discovered that they, well, I said to them, like they said, where's your place? And we said, oh, mom and dad have a place over on Independence Point. And then we said, where do you live? And they said, we live on Point Salubrious. And I said, well, which place do you live? Which place do you have on Point Salubrious? It's like a seven mile loop around and it's a peninsula and I used to ride my bike around that loop from the time I was a little kid every summer we'd go to grandmom's cottage and I would take the bike and go for a ride and it took about a half an hour to ride around and I know a lot of those places just from looking at them so many times right and that's dreaming so cool. but this place was uh, a place that was pretty unmistakable she said do you know the the big stone place with the columns and I was like Oh, yes, I do know that place. When I was a little kid, you can't help but notice that it's very big and grand, and I would look up at that house and just go, oh, I wonder who who owns that place. Like, wow, can you imagine? And anyway, I said, oh, yeah, I know that place. And she said, would you like to buy it? And I said, sure. Let, can we come look at it? Because I was in that that dreaming anything can happen mode, right? <laughs> and so Andy and I rode our bikes over there the next day, and we walked around the house with her, and we looked at this beautiful house, and we were just pinching each other and just like nudging each other the whole time. She's in front of us, and she's talking, and we're going, "Oh my word!" Like it, it was so beautiful, so perfect, so well preserved, like not updated, but just nice. And we thought, like, we would never in a million years be able to buy it. But isn't this amazing that we're actually inside of it looking right, at it? Right. Yeah, like and, like, playing along. if you had seen it your whole life, like, I go buy houses all the time. I'm like, I want to look inside that house so bad. <laughs> would they have been the ones that owned it, like, when you were a girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because cool. it had been in her family for 55 years. Okay, well. Wow. So, yeah, since I was a kid, she was there. Her kids were there. I actually knew uh, was acquainted with one of their sons. Their kids are about okay. our age. They have two boys. And I knew him from the yacht club when I went to a little sailing school there a few times, and I had met him. Okay. So I remembered him. Anyway, we just said, you know, 
wow, thanks for showing us the house. This is amazing. You know, what if? Can you imagine? And um, she said, well, we had it on the market and nobody bought it. And we're not really sure if we want to sell now, but if we ever do, we'll let you know. We gave them our phone number and that was that. We, we thought, well, we'll see. You know, we were just dreaming. We didn't really think we're going to get it, but we thought, well, you never know, maybe, right? So we, we didn't hear anything back from them. And that was probably in maybe September of, you guys, I know. This is the thing about being 50. Your brain really does. You, ha- it, you just forget a little bit more. It's it, not fun. I don't know if it has anything to do with being 50. <laughs> I feel like I forget things all the time. It's a mom brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we saw the house. It was probably in September, and we, we just kind of sat on it, I guess. Just didn't think a whole lot more of it. I mean, dream- dreamt that maybe that would be a possibility someday or whatever. I think we, we looked on the um, real estate listing and discovered what they had been asking for, it and it wasn't astronomical. It was a reasonable price. And we were like, wow, that like it didn't sell at that price. It went um, off the market then, but like maybe maybe it would be possible. Like it wasn't it wasn't a million dollars. It wasn't a half a million dollars. So we anyway, I think I was having a moment the following year. It was like I think it was around July and I was I was in a funk and I was needing to be encouraged and my husband said let's go over and see that house again let's go let's go drop in on Pim and Pandy did I mention that that was their names (laughs) cutest names in the whole wide world this is for real not a joke Mr. and Mrs. Goodbody go by Pim that's him and Pandy that's her is it P-A-N-D-Y or P-A-N-D-I-E do you know it's a Y okay yep (laughs) her given name is Anne and when she was a little girl, they called her Pandy, and it stuck. And she's 80, and she still goes by Pandy. Adorable. And um, Pim is actually, that's his middle name, is Pim. Mm. His first name is Harold, I think, or something like that, and he goes by Pim. So they're Pim and Pandy, and it is a very, it, it's, you know, you don't forget those names. So anyway, we, we went back the following year, and... We drove up their driveway and approached the house, and Pandy met us at the back door and said, we were wondering if you would be coming back. And we're like, we were waiting for you to call us <laughs> invite <laughs> us out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we went, and they said, well, we're not sure we want to sell. And that's what Pandy says. But remember, it was her mother's house before it was theirs. So okay. she'd been there ever since she was 16. In fact, they got married and had their wedding reception at that house. And where do you think they spent their wedding night? In that house. At my parents' cottage. The cottage that my parents have that was my grandmother's on the other point is where Pim and Pandy happened to have spent their wedding night. Oh, my goodness. Five years earlier. Is that cool? God connects the dots in so many ways so all the time like just for fun like just for, for fun. no reason yeah, right like that doesn't mean it make any difference it's just that it's cool exactly yeah it's just so cool i mean i i know delight you pay attention to these things i do too right like i see the number eight twenty six 
on the clock twice a day, every day. Like that's my birthday. Me and too, I just see much it. My birthday. Every time I pick up my phone, I'm like, up oh, 826. I love you too, Lord. You know, like, he's just always speaking like that in so many ways. Okay. So I was cool. just thinking about that yesterday because I see 917 pretty often, which is also a, a time that you would see both times of the day. And my friend Jacob, his birthday is 916. And I just yesterday was thinking, it is so weird. I never see 916. Right. I always see 917. Yep. It's funny. Yep. Yeah. When we moved, um, I called to get that our new address for here. And our old house, like we loved that home. Like it was our first home. And like it was even hard to leave, even though we were coming into this new home that meant a lot too. But um, when I called the um wherever I had to call to get the address I told the boys I said wouldn't it be cool if like our address number was like kind of similar like just enough to kind of remember our old address and our address our house number before was 5482 and this one I called and asked her and she told me 5472 like right after I had just told like while it's ringing I told the boys that and then it was I'm like almost surreal even like because it didn't matter but it was like that was so cool that I like even thought of that and told the boys and then it it like happened like one number different yeah but yeah it is fun off the cuff I love our new house number it's just easy to remember it's four two three two and I just like it because it's just like yeah yeah it's just easy to remember mine's four one five two that's weird Because it's just like the two and the two, and then it's just like, oh, four, and then you just go down one, you know, I don't know. It'll be easy to teach the boys their address. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) They'll remember that. So cute. Yep, I love that. Yep, he's always speaking. He's always reminding us that he's there and that he loves us. Yeah, in the car today, Phoebe and I are just randomly talking about this guy who, it's, it's almost too much detail to tell. He has, he has puppies. He's on Deer River Road. He is my stud. We got to get one of his puppies, but he also has a litter of pugs. The girls want a pug. Phoebe's talking about him. I said, maybe we could stop up there today. Maybe I'll text him and, and see if we can stop up there today after the podcast, and we'll go see if we can stop in and just see his pugs. Hmm. Ding. He texts me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, see if that's delight. Let her know we're on the way because I'm <laughs> running late. And it's Dustin. That's too funny. I'm like, that happens to me all the time yeah, where I'll yeah. just think of someone kind of random mm-hmm. and they like, ding, you know what I mean? Or just yeah. stuff like that. It's just, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it happens sorry. to me too. It's crazy. Yep. It's Holy Spirit. He just, he's always, he just is ever present. He wants us to remember that he's always, always, always there and aware of yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, I love it. So cool. Okay. So they, so back to the story. So you, she said, we were wondering when you were going to come. Yeah. And then she said, well, we're not sure we're ready to sell yet. And Pim is in the other room and he goes, we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Cute. And she said, but. No, that wasn't this. I don't want to get it mixed up. She said, but when we are, we'll let you know. We said, OK, great. I think we took another look around the house. Everything looks exactly the same. I mean, literally the the MLS uh, drone video that they made of the house you go through the house, um, every little thing, every hairbrush, every little trinket is in the same spot. Like nothing has been moved in that house <laughs> for decades. I mean, it's been maintained. They have a woman that came and cleaned and dusted. Everything was nice, but yeah. it wasn't nothing. Everything was just preserved like in this big stone house. Yep. So anyway, we 
we let that so we said okay well let us know when when you're ready or if if you decide and that summer we would of course ride our bike around the point often i'd be like okay everybody family bike ride let's go one day we had even matt and liz were with us we had the whole family on bikes we went for a bike ride just hoping to catch a glimpse of them maybe and there she comes in her red prius question did your family know at all about this my children knew they did okay but not my like my yeah, I'm warming your children. Yeah, my like, kids okay. knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so Pandy goes by. I see her red Prius. I'm like, oh my goodness, like there she was. And then suddenly I hear beep, beep, beep. And she's pulling over. And so she's beckoning me. I come over. So she pulls over. She says, Heather, we've decided to sell. However, there is someone else that wants it too. Wah, wah, wah. So... What I thought you could do is just, we'll give you the, like, the starting price, and then you two can bid against each other. <laughs> just like, wah, 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 wah. Like, this guy apparently is a, um, like, oncologist. He lives in California. He owns, like, five other places there on the lake. You know, he's just, you know, made of money. And we are, we have no idea where we would get the money if we, if we could, you know, scrape it together. We don't, it's not like we have it sitting in the bank. <laughs> anyway, so we, we just said, okay, well, that's fine. And this time, <laughs> like, actually, going back to what we were talking about before, we'd had enough deals go through. We'd had enough places that we bought in real estate enough times when we'd push the door down because we just had to have it and there's no blessing in that. And so we were just like, no, we're just going to let the Lord open the door. Like if, if it's not God, we don't want it. So we were, we were okay with that. And so we said, okay, we said, just let him, you can just offer it to him, get whatever you can get for the house. You don't have to have us like ask what you want to ask for the house and give him first option because that you know if he wants it we're not going to outbid him anyways there's no way like your starting bid is our ending bid like <laughs> we can't go up from there we just we just can't so anyway he came he brought his wife he brought his his contractor they went through they talked about what they would do and what they were going to change and and i guess the what the story we got was that the 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 man's wife finally said to him we don't need another place just to store all your mother's furniture so she, the wife said, no, we're not getting another place. And they kind of, I think that the good bodies wanted us to have it. They wanted us to be their neighbors. They liked that we were a big family and that we had a lot of people that would enjoy it. It wasn't just like an, mm-hmm. an, another elderly couple to fill up this great big house. We happened to be up in Toronto at a conference and we get an email from Pandy and she says, congratulations, the house is yours. because he decided they decided that they weren't going to get it and then i mean this is like in the fall and we're like oh dear like that's really great but lord we don't have the money like we we really don't have the money like what do we do do we say to them just kidding we're not buying it we were just dreaming we're just dreaming (laughs) (laughs) did you think we were serious no call it a bluff right so anyway we're just like okay well let's we need to get together and talk so we we got together i was praying i was praying this was back when i used to run the carpool to syracuse once a week for sally's ballet and i remember i'm driving down to syracuse the girls are chatting in the back and i'm just praying i'm like lord I'm just, I got to hear from you. I just have to know 
what you want us to do. And I had the thought come to me, um, healing rooms. I was like, okay, healing rooms, Syracuse. So I, I'm sure I wasn't texting while I was driving, but as soon as I was stopped or something, I, I typed in healing room Syr- Syracuse and there was one healing room in the Syracuse area. And don't you know, they're open, you know, one evening a week and it was Thursday and it was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go get prayer. Cause I felt like I needed to hear something from the Lord. And do you know the healing rooms? Have you heard of that mm-hmm. ministry before? No. There's one in Watertown and it's basically like a doctor's office, except it's just for prayer. It's run by, this one in Watertown is run by Adam Madison's folks. Okay. Yeah. And you just can come there and you can get prayer for healing. You can get prayer for anything. You just show up and they pray for you. And it's a really like Holy Spirit, awesome atmosphere. And they just believe for miracles. And yeah, it was, it's a, it's a ministry that's been around for over a hundred years, I think. It's just, mm. it's called the Healing Rooms and they have places all over the world called the Healing Rooms. So there's cool. one in Liverpool. So I show up at this little doctor's office and you, you, you walk in, you write, you sign in just like you're going to a doctor's office and there's a, like a worship room where you can wait. And then when it's your turn to come back for prayer, you go back into one of the rooms and they have three people sitting there, volunteers waiting to pray for you. Hmm. And so I was, I was in the, in the worship room waiting and I was writing out my prayers and, oh, no, that was after. So I go in and I get prayer and I don't remember specifically what was prayed over me and I didn't record it, but I just know that it, it really encouraged me in the Lord. That's all I know. And then I went back to the, the worship room for the rest of the time while Sally was at ballet and I wrote out my prayers and I specifically said, because we had a meeting with Pim and Pandy the next day. That's what, why it was, that's why I was feeling so desperate. And I was like, Lord, we need them to, um, they, we need them to give us time. And we need them to, and I, and I want them to offer to hold the mortgage for us. Because they had already said that they wouldn't, that they weren't interested in doing that. So anyway, I, I just made some specific requests of the Lord, and those were two of them. We went over to the lake the next day to eat with Pim and Pandy. And when we sat down at the table, um, Pandy said, well, first of all, we need time. And I was like, that's okay. So do we. Mm-hmm. And then Pim pipes up and he says, and we were talking to our son and he said it might be to our advantage to hold the mortgage for you. <laughs> and I said, and then Pandy goes, shh, shh, no, Pim, we weren't going to tell him that yet. Oh, my word. <laughs> I love it. I just love it so much. It's so cute. So anyway, I felt like the Lord was saying, yes, I'm still mm-hmm. in this process. Mm-hmm. Like you asked and I, here I am. Yeah. I'm answering your prayers. Now, it turned out that they didn't hold the mortgage for us. It turned out that they decided they didn't want to. But in that moment, right. that was an answer to my prayer that yeah. they would be right. willing to. Yeah. And so anyway, over over the course of time, um, as we they, they needed time, we needed time, and the Lord provided um, through some different things. We were able to sell a property. We had some money. We had some puppies. And then we took out a home equity loan on the farm, which wasn't something that we really wanted to do, but was something my brother had been encouraging us to do. He's like, that is a really smart thing to do. If you own your place, then you can, you can borrow against it. If you, you know, even just have that line of credit, if you wanted to take advantage of something, Mm -hmm. it kind of goes against me. I'm a little bit more of a, like in my mind, I would love to be debt free. I, I, I'm, 
kind of black and white about that, but it's never been a place where Andy has been, like, he doesn't feel the same way I do, so it's kind of a little bit of a struggle between us. Not struggle, but just, you know. Tension or Yeah, whatever. a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, so we bought it. We closed on it, and we bought it, and maybe six months later, we, we moved in, like, we took possession of it because they needed some more time to get their things out, and they're building next door. So they're our neighbors, and we... We had prophecy. Do you guys know this part of the story too? We we were at a gathering up at the school, and this is way before. I mean, this was way back when we were just driving around dreaming. And Courtney said, "I see you guys with a, a house on the lake, like a big house, and and had a had a vision of us with a place on the lake." And I, I know God has a purpose for it. We had a, a really specific prophecy too from Jim Jorgensen about a property the Lord was giving us for a particular purpose, you know, for you know, the salvation of souls, for the kingdom. And we just, we just know this is a great place. It's awesome. It's wonderful, but it's just a place. Right. We don't like, we don't own anything, do we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just passing through. Yeah. When you prayed specifically like those two things, is that how you normally pray? Do you pray so specific? No, like in those details? Not so much. And I don't, I'm not a really big journaler either, Wendy. Like mm-hmm. I do journal. I, my journals tend to all sound the same. Oh God. <laughs> I'm like, that's when I journal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right. Help. Like my journals aren't really thorough or complete. Those are the kind of journals. It's always like, Oh Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah, Again. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, it's been five it. months since I journaled. No, <laughs> I'm sorry for not spending time writing to you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that for me was unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. I love that. Like, I love just saying, okay, God, this is what I need to hear or this is what needs to happen in order for it to be good. And if it doesn't, then it's not you or it's, yeah. And just for for him to be like, okay, I'm just going to give that to you because you are trusting me and putting yourself out there and I'm going to meet you in that. I just mm-hmm. think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah. Right. I think it's important to even recognize that it's okay to ask like of him so specifically, like, this is what I need to know that I can keep going. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like it almost you like, you can convince yourself that that's not trusting. Mm -hmm. Like if I have to like ask specifically, like God show me in the specific way that it almost feels like you're not like, we're not trusting him, but that's not true. Like, I think it's okay to ask. Mm -hmm ask for those specific things mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he tells us mm-hmm. to ask yeah and we shall receive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amen yeah i was yep. thinking of the verse that just says you know if a father gives good gifts to his children you know like or however that however that goes it's like just saying of course like don't you as a father want to give good things to your children i'm the same way you know and mm-hmm. i just love we can trust mm-hmm. that and the asking is part of trust mm-hmm. because asking shows that you believe right. that he hears you. Yes. Yep. That he sees you, that he's listening, right. that he cares, that he loves. You know, Jesus does tell us to ask. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that if we have an attitude of what difference does it make? Right. In a way. Yeah. We're not going to ask. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yes, w- he, he does. I think it honors him when we, yeah, it shows that we have the faith to 
that he actually would possibly do what we ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I learned that like in my infertility journey, I spent, there was quite a few years of me. I was kind of just in a place where I felt like I'm just trusting he's going to give it to me or not, you know? But then I did get to a place where I felt like he was saying, you know, I'll give this to you, but you need to ask me like, you need to be vulnerable enough Mm -hmm. to say, okay, will you give this to me? Will you bless me with this? And you know, it was after that, it was, I was going to that, going through that journey, getting to that point, that place where I was willing to say, okay, I, I want this. Like, I don't think that, I think mm-hmm. I w- just wasn't there yet at the beginning. It wasn't like I was like, I don't think I was ignoring what he was saying. It just was part of the journey. And eventually I got there to say, to ask. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was, it was a different, a different thing that he was teaching and good, you know? Mm-hmm. What is the, what does it say in Hebrews that, that, that we need to believe that he that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, mm. you know? And I think that that, that asking does that it, it shows that we believe he exists right, and that he's a rewarder when we seek him. Yeah. So it's good. Okay. Let's transition a little bit. And I would love to know what, what are you passionate about? What is, I mean, you've said so many things that I feel like we can already see just your passion for the Lord and following him and doing the hard things of life in order to, in order to get where he's wanting you to go. But what do you have hobbies or that kind of thing? Like what's, what's fun for you? Well, you guys know I'm a refit instructor. Okay. Ooh, yes. Tell us more about do that. You know about refit. Refit is a um, is yeah. movement to music. <laughs> we could we we could call it dance fitness, but some people don't think that they can dance, and that's okay. You don't have to be a dancer to do refit. It's um it's a great um just exercise um choice, I guess that you could make. It, I teach two classes at Double Play every week, and um it's. What's it's double play? Fun. Okay, double play is just the gym down here in Lowellville. Okay. And I teach a couple of classes in the evenings. I have a partner, Anna, and she teaches a couple as well. So we, we sort of team teach, um, and I just love it. Refit was founded by three women out in Waco, Texas, who were, who were I think, doing dance fitness um, through another – what's the word I'm looking for? Avenue. avenue but like an avenue yeah like another organization mm-hmm. um i think it might have been zumba but they never say so mm-hmm. i don't know but anyway they they did it at their church as an outreach to the the like hispanic community around their church because they live in like this little pocket of like white um you know upper class whatever and they weren't having any reach into the the hispanic the poorer population outside of their church Mm -hmm. and so they they wanted to sort of draw those people in and it they did that over time but it also just turned into this big huge thing that they you know they're on youtube now and they do all these trainings and it's just a lot of fun they do it's it's not all christian music but they do a lot of really good uplifting music and it's cardio and it's strength and it's like an hour of just fun and um it doesn't to me it doesn't feel like a workout it feels like a party 
That's and great. I love to do it. I'm getting Andy to do it with me. Like this morning, we did like four songs together because he has stiffness in his shoulders and in his joints. And as you get older, if you don't use it, you will lose it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you see that with people as they get older, they have a hard time bending over. They have a hard time doing this mm-hmm. or doing that. And I'm just like, I do not want to get older and lose my ability to enjoy physical activities. So I guess I'm passionate about that. I love to ski. I love to run. I love to do fun things like that. I want to be able to enjoy things like that with my kids and grandkids. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That's so good. I think it like, you put the, the picture of somebody getting older like that next to somebody getting older where their whole life is on their night or their side table next to their chair you know like I feel like you see that too and it's like okay which one do I want to be but then what are the things that are going to mm-hmm. get me there so mm-hmm. like we can have that in our head but right. if we if we it. arrive at 75 and we haven't you know if we haven't started those things we right. we always like we like to talk on the podcast a lot about like ways to be intentional and ways to like live with purpose like not just have life happen to us but go out and do it intentionally so I like that like I think that's that's one of the things that you do and are it's good a good thought for all of us like okay where can we do more as we get older and as we're right what are the habits we want when we get older yeah it's easier to start now than start new habits yeah it's true. So yeah, what else? I mean, you have a lot. You have a lot of children. You homeschooled. You live. You've lived on a farm. You've lived in different places. Like, what other things would you, you raise puppies? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of puppies. Would you yep. give advice? You know, to somebody we are coming up behind you, us personally. You know, like we're we're just starting our families, and we're. I know Wendy's. She has a 13 year old. So, but still, you know, they're not, they're not adults yet and whatever. Like what kind of things would you say, Hey, this is something I've done that a way that I live with purpose or what is someone, what is something you wish someone would have said to you Mm -hmm. 20 Mm -hmm. years ago? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we have had our strengths and weaknesses. One thing that we did um, that has has borne fruit in our kids' lives too is just entrepreneurship. We we are entrepreneurs. We have tr- started a lot of different businesses and tried a lot of different things. And as a result, I think that our kids learned that as a way of life. Like they they want to have businesses and work for themselves yeah. and have freedom. And that's not the only way. But it's a way, and it seems to be our kind of our family way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was something fun. Even back when the kids were little, you know, they would sell things. They would, you know, Evan always doing something. And that was a good thing. One thing that wasn't a good thing that I think back, if I could have done it differently, I would have take I would have been more intentional about taking trips with our kids. Mm. Because they, we did have fun together. We did spend a lot of time together. But you know the specific memories that you make when you did something that was out of the ordinary? 
are like the pictures that you have that you took pictures of or that the things that you talked about, you know, that we, we all went here and we did this Mm -hmm. and the few things that we have, they really remember like, they're like, Oh yeah. Remember when we went there, you know, we took them to Florida or we, you know, did something like that. But we were more like, we focused our energy more on like, you know, having businesses and stuff like that rather than, um, going places. Mm -hmm. And I think now, that if I could go back and say, oh, I wish we would have taken a few more trips when we had all the kids at home. Right. That I would have, I would have liked to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know you are. You're like starting <laughs> early. You're like, they are not going to be deprived <laughs> of international travel. Yes. But there has to be a balance. Yes. Too. Right. Yes, there does. And like this year, actually, in February, we're taking Phoebe and Jane to California they have wanted to go to California they think that they they glamorize it in their mind they know all these YouTube people that that vlog out of LA and they're like we want to go to LA in fact she had her Los Angeles shirt on before she changed it I was like guess what you were in a different shirt um but um we're taking them actually we're taking them to um California and then of course our idea of a good time is to go to church conferences. That's what we did with our kids. We didn't go places. We took them to Toronto. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> more revival? Yes. <laughs> that's I what we it. did with our kids, I, literally. I, that's I where we that's took them. Great. So this time we're going to, Friday LA, we're going to Expression 58. We're going to go to Sean Bowles' church out there because you know Sean and that, Okay, Sean Bowles, just find him, you guys. He's a prophetic minister out in L.A. Okay. And he's, yes. Yeah, and Rebecca Zare, who was mm-hmm. um, a recent guest, she just moved out to L.A. and is um, going to church there She's as attending. Well. Yeah, she, that was specifically why she moved to L.A. somewhat was to go to his, his church there. Okay, cool. And then we're going, there's a prophetic conference at Bethel that happened after we booked the tickets. I was like, Andy, find out if there happens to be something at Bethel that we could go to. Cause we're going to take the kids to deep Springs where we used to live sure. and we're take them to LA and we're going to, you know, That's do fun. the California Can we thing. Come? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. We're going to be in El Salvador. <laughs> You're having your vacay too, but yeah, it's going to be, we're going to be doing a lot of driving. California is really big, but we're going to go to a three day conference at Bethel too, mm-hmm. which we're looking forward Very to. Fun. You said your so. kids talk about some trips that you, that you've made when they were little. Do you have any traditions that you've started that they talk about now that they're older? Anything specific? <laughs> <laughs> I love traditions. Phoebe so says no. Like, yeah, so I'm always curious. Wendy, that's other people's. Wendy, this is not our strong suit at all, Wendy, because we 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 rarely do the same thing twice. <laughs> Um, at mops, I volunteer at a mops group in Watertown, which August comes to, I'm one of the mentor moms there and they always have a panel for the holiday. They put all the mentor moms up and tell us, tell us about holiday traditions. Tell us what you do, what you've done, what Matt, what was meaningful to your kids. And I'm like, kids, what do we do? And they're like, we always had a grapefruit on Christmas morning. We got a, like a half a grapefruit. 
Like, that's so, I yeah, love that though. I love that kind like, of thing. We've though. done a ton of stuff, but that sure. was one thing that's been consistent. Like yeah, I pretty right. much always put a grapefruit in front of them. And another thing Except is for this year. I always put a pomegranate in the, in the stocking. Like that is that's one so thing. Fun. My mom did it. So I always, but this year they were too expensive. They were like $3 a piece. I'm like, that's too much money. I'm not spending 30 <laughs> bucks. on That's <laughs> great. Okay. But you know what I love about that? Like about the panel did they ask you to be on the panel yeah okay right so like I feel like sometimes those sort of things you're a young mom maybe and you feel like you're just getting by getting diapers changed and your baby's fed and then you have this panel of these older women that seems like it's all kind of perfect Mm -hmm. because it can I think as the years go on you can look back and remember the good things which is like good that we forget the hard things right. sometimes but at the same time whatever so like I don't know I just think that that's very valuable <laughs> for someone who's younger to hear you say like we never did the same thing twice like yeah I just think it's good because right. we can feel like that like I don't know you know and some people are very like specific and right very whatever but not everybody is right. and that's okay that's all that's my little soapbox so I think that that's good for you to I don't know how it actually went or what you actually said or that's pretty much what I said whatever but right you were there right I don't remember I think that you gave a couple there was a book couple there were like a couple books that we always read when the kids were little that I brought yeah an example And, and I think you talked about making Jesus I think like making the fact that it was his that it's his birthday and that's why we celebrate Christmas. I think you talked about the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like was that you? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is hilarious. Yes, that was definitely me. <laughs> I said Jesus. That. Yep. I would have brought. I would have. I would have definitely about Jesus. brought him up in the conversation. Um, okay, well, Heather, like that's all so good, and I feel like we could talk to you for another hour mm-hmm. about a, a lot of different things just it's fun to hear and good good perspectives that you have so um august do you want to ask the last question sure we ask all of our guests what's good about today so what's good about today for you hey i love a day i love a day like today when i'm not booked solid when i have when i have time you know in my day like that's one thing i really love about this stage in my life is that that I do have some time. Whereas when I was a mom and homeschooling a big family full of kids, mm-hmm. you just, you just don't have a day. And now like today I have a day. So yeah, I will. I enjoyed this this morning and I will, yeah, we'll probably go up and see those pug puppies and, and then who knows? Yeah. So anyway, does that answer the question? Okay. Should I try again? No, no that's, that's great. Perfect. Okay. We're like, no. <laughs> okay well thank you for being here today and we loved having you and thank you phoebe for also coming and joining us and for the screaming child yeah, in the background and try to get him in the i don't know how much we can hear i guess we'll figure out after this thank you heather for coming and joining us today we loved never mind <laughs> He hears her voice and then he wants to probably...